Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with comic Rhett Seaver. Seaver, how the hell are you? Hey, what's up? Oh, dude, thank you so much for coming in in the cold, and it's Saturday morning, and you're our first guest, and I cannot wait to get into Mormonism, but first, let us know where you're doing stand-up comedy on stage in New York City and where we can find you online. All right, so I'm doing the gay... AF, which means gay as fuck. Yes, gay as fuck. Um, at the Broadway Comedy Club oh, cool. on March 4th at And what PM. kind of show is that? What kind of show can people yeah, expect? Yeah, it's LGBT. Okay, now is it LGBT? So very... Is it all LGBT comedians or is it um, at least, you know, so, so it, I imagine it's at least LGBTQ comedians. Is it also strictly yeah. that type of content or is it just giving right. those people an opportunity to do whatever they want to do? Yeah, so gay people aren't always about their sexuality, yeah. just like everybody. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just whatever. It's just supporting like gay comics, but yeah, we talk about whatever. Okay. So if if you're like really homophobic, then you know it won't be as bad. As yeah. You think. <laughs> <laughs> That's but funny. um, but no, I mean, even if you are homophobic, you should also come because faggots are funny. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think so. So, I mean, just watch RuPaul's Drag Race. It's like the funniest show ever. Yeah. So. So that's at Broadway yeah. Comedy Club, and when is that? Um, March fourth okay. at eight p.m. And is that a monthly show? Um, I think he's trying to do it. Yeah, Rodney Daniels. Okay. Um, my friend who produces it, he um wants to do it as a monthly. Okay. Yeah. And um and then I have my monthly show um say everything at Creek in the Cave every. Th- um, first Thursday of every month. And so what's, what's say everything kind of, how are you that March 5th show? What can people expect? Yeah. We interview the comedians after their set and we ah. kind of get to know them more and ask them questions. Like I call it like the best and worst with Rhett Siever and my co-host, um, um, Riri Soko. Oh, cool. And we ask them, you know, the, about the best and worst things of their life. And so that's March, that's March 5th. Cre- yeah. March Cre- 5th at Creek 8 in the PM. Cave. Yeah. In the, and that's a month. That's your monthly show. Yeah. Okay. That is first. so cool. So you get to ask them. Do you <clears throat> do you ask them about the kind of the act they did last night, or their act, and you know, just kind of them in general? I mean, sometimes about it, like how they came up with a joke, but mostly um, just asking, like the best job you've ever had, the best thing that's ever happened to you. Okay. <laughs> kind of like these big questions, and then it gets interesting. I love that. The biggest yeah. questions ever that they couldn't possibly be. Pre- prepared for and yeah. is the audience asking anything too or is it just you moderating yeah just um me and my co-hosts interviewing but i mean i'm not one of those people who gets really mad at people if they may maybe heckle or try to chime in in the yeah, audience especially during that portion um i try to like just keep it awkward and then hopefully <laughs> the awkwardness you know deters people from yeah. chiming in because because I never understood the the comedians who get really mad. A lot of comedians will get pissed, and it's like that's just making everything worse. Yeah, and that and you should try to make it comical and funny. Yeah, it shows you're present and in the room if you can yeah. also respond to a heckle appropriately. And, yeah, and funnily. Yeah. yeah. So. And then you also yeah. have a open mic that you host. Yeah, um, every Saturday at four p.m. Oh, cool. at the Pit Attic. Um, in Manhattan, um, and you can check the website if there's any changes or cancellations to that, um, pitnyc.com. And that's in the attic, huh? Yeah. That's a small, tiny space that's conducive to laughs. 
Yeah, I mean, it's. I always make jokes about how hopefully it's worth the five dollars yeah. for them and give them five minutes. Um, and if the microphone doesn't work, it's. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter because it's really just like the we use it just to pretend, kind of make it seem like it's worth the five dollars. Yeah. But then in the summertime, it's really hot, so we have the fan on, so the microphone actually be has a purpose to amplify okay. over the fan. Over the fan, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, you wouldn't think I was describing something in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, but it's a cool, but, yeah, um, that's cool yeah. that it's a nice addict that all the people yeah. can get up on. And um, what yeah. else What else you got coming, or should we talk about some Mormonism? Um, that's, yeah, that's mostly the stuff I have. Yeah, and, and are you talking about Mormonism in your act? And real quick, kind of give me a background on, I mean, you grew up in the church. At some point, you got the hell out of there, and it sounds like you went to college and then the big bad city. At what point did you kind of, you know, what is Mormonism, and why did you kind of leave it behind? Well, I always had the kind of, because, like, I think two people, there's, like, there's two types of people who, like one is susceptible or they're like predispositioned to need something to believe in mm -hmm. and they need answers. So they go to religion yeah. and then other people just don't care and they can live their life, you know, being agnostic or whatever. Yeah. And so I just happen to be like an agnostic type person who's born in religion. And so it's weird. Like I think half and half those people are born under each, type of way of life and then they kind of just switch spots yeah <laughs> they, those two halves just switch spots like over their course of their life so i had to go um and what does and the mormon the what devil. does the mormon <laughs> <laughs> and then and then do your comedy in an attic talking about the devil um where yeah. like what are you you know what do more the mormon what does the mormon church teach and did you have any problems with it i mean it's basically just your average christian religion okay. um it's just kind of more like strict in terms of like if you ask somebody who they are they will say i'm a mormon first this is very uh, ingrained in you okay they're you know they're very oppressed and stuff yeah <laughs> and so i don't know i i was just kind of tortured my whole childhood <laughs> because like F it just felt figuratively like, figuratively yeah okay. it just felt like a chore every but then I realized it's it was worth having my mom yell at me every Sunday when I wouldn't get ready, um, and then I could stay home. And then I realized, wait a minute, why am I getting ready just so my mom doesn't yell at me? Yeah. Her yelling at me is worth staying, staying home. home. So it's like, you know. And it sounds like you're in a, a gay AF show, and I won't presume anything, but kind of yeah. like is there anything about that church that wouldn't condone you even being part of it, a gay AF show in New York City? No, yeah, that's probably why I have my state of mind is because since I was gay and they don't um, accept gay people, that was just, you know, that's just like a red flag <laughs> in terms of like, you know, yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, so, if you're not going to accept me for, you know, the way I am, why the hell would I? Yeah. And you're, you're letting Mitt Romney be gay, but no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so, um, did like, did you do, use humor as any sort of kind of coping me mechanism back in the day? Like, at what point did you, uh, yeah, in the Mormon journey, weird. did you find out you were the funniest one there? <laughs> I actually have a sense of humor. What, ha <laughs> what happened to everybody else's? Yeah, it's weird. I kind of always appreciated humor, but never um, even thought of, like, being quote-unquote comedian until yeah. I was, like, actually 27. It probably wasn't even a thing um, in, in Mormon in Mormon country. 
Yeah, and I realized I wrote actually my first joke like when I was like thirteen. Um, it was we there's beef stroganoff yes. at the school lunch, and I was like, no, I don't like beef stroganoff. I prefer stroganoff the beef. <laughs> <laughs> and I That's realized, amazing. oh, I was writing jokes before I even knew what I was doing. You, you know? peaked at thirteen. I mean, is, is every <laughs> is everything that the attempt to kind of recapture the glory of that moment when you just spit out the funniest line ever? Because it's probably never that easy as it is right then. I mean, you just found out, man, that was a perfect line that you came out with, you know, as if it were nothing. Yeah, it's it's weird. I didn't, and then I don't even, I didn't even occur to me to get on stage until I was, well, because like when, you know, I grew up Mormon, I was very, it was very like, um, and I was teased in school and everything, so it made me very shy and withdrawn. Okay. And that's why it took me a long time to get out of that when I finally moved here. Yeah. And, um, you know, finally kind of became myself. Because like, I always kind of was like a, an extrovert, but I, my, um, the circumstance or the, the nurture part of my life was more... Um, it made me withdrawn and stuff. So. Like tamp it down, Ta- tamp down that extroversion. Yeah, okay. and so, but I was actually, I think, more outgoing um, than that. So I finally could be myself when I came here. And, and did any of that happen before in, in college? Like, where did college fit that development from? Mormon no, I w- it was City? still, it was so messed me up that I was still <laughs> um, very shy until I was 27. I would just go home and watch movies. <sighs> okay. Like till I was twenty seven, I finally became social with comedy at that age. So yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> so the twenty seven year old thing was while you're in New York City. Yeah. Okay. And did you find some other comics who showed you that? Oh my gosh, you can go on stage and be funny, but also you can be yourself. Yeah, that's what I. It took me a long time to learn because I would hide behind characters when ah. I first did comedy. I would do all these act outs and everything because I was afraid to be myself, but I didn't even realize it. Okay. Because. It was very because I shook vis like I you could vis, visibly see me shake okay. for the first two years at open mics, <laughs> and then I finally got comfortable on stage. And then it was weird to be comfortable, and I had to get used to that. <laughs> yeah, it's so my weird. gosh, I'm yeah. comfortable. I'm freaking out. Yeah, yeah, it's very very strange. Because um, I would think you'd be like, I am so comfortable right now that I'm about to forget what I'm gonna say. Because you, yeah. you need some nerves at the beginning yeah. to get you know, to keep you sharp and things, and if you're too comfortable on stage, I would almost think that you'd also lose some yeah, of the energy. Yeah, I don't think I have, I have that to be afraid of. Okay. I think I'll always kind of be nervous okay. to the good point. Good, the healthy yeah. nerves, okay. Yeah. And then did you kind of abandon the characters then and just kind of work yeah, into, and I, I am Rhett Seaver and I am a character? Yeah, okay. then I could be myself okay. um, and, yeah, stop. But I still kind of like the characters I did, like um, Douchebag Don. <laughs> And what's Douchebag Don about? Is he just kind of like uh, yeah. spoofing the whole bro culture? Or? Yeah, okay. basically. Kind of like, like an Andrew Dice Clay type. Because oh. like, I would think of jokes like an Andrew Dice Clay type joke. Okay. Where it's just like so crazy, like about abortions and stuff. Okay. Where I couldn't get away with it as myself. So right. sometimes you have to create a, in order to get away with something for it to make sense ironically okay and so how do you bring up douchebag don you're like well i was was, was at this bar and there was this douchebag don and he said this no i would introduce him and then everybody (laughs) would think somebody's coming up on stage but then i would just turn around and put on sunglasses okay and then pop up my collar oh cool 
and that's how I got into it. <laughs> and then, um, so it's, that character can happen at the beginning, and then is there other characters that you bring in? I mean, and I guess you were workshopping characters at the beginning. What other characters have survived besides Douchebag Don? Um, I don't... Or who is the character now that's Rhett Seaver? Kind of, what, are you talking I'm, about your autobiographical background like as a Mormon? I'm just kind of like an awkward... Okay. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, just an awkward gay guy. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. And and, it's, um, it, I, and I suppose, like, there's probably ca- people on stage, stand-ups on stage, who are, you know, openly gay in their material, but also they're not awkward. You know what I mean? So, like, if you yeah. are awkward gay, that's yeah. probably interesting as opposed to some of the flamboyant gay personas that, that can oh, be found on stage. Oh, I never even thought of right? it that way, yeah. I so, try to be unique. <laughs> and and kind of, do you ever do, spoof those at all? Like, oh, you say, well, I'm an awkward gay, and so I'm not, like, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Or is that kind of unfair? I don't even know if that's on limits or like what is on limits and off limits when it comes to like a gay AF show? Like what don't you say about, you know, if you are the G and the LGBTQ, what can you say about the rest? Because somebody like Dave Chappelle gets up there and he just talks about all of them as if he has intimate knowledge of each one. Right. Can you only talk um, about the G or can you also kind of touch on the other letters? Um. Yeah, I actually do some some jokes about the other, like tr- my trans joke is um you know like every, trump has triggered us so much and made us you know have to be pc right and i didn't even know sex change was a um was an offensive term have you heard the new term for sex change is it sexual reassignment surgery evolution bitch <laughs> um yeah and then it's a whole controversy because the doctors won't do the attitude when they say <laughs> evolution bitch so it's a whole thing um but you know i've never I don't think, well, I don't know, maybe I'm just not famous enough, but I don't think I would get backlash from that, um, have, doing a trans joke yeah, just as a gay person. Right. But I, also, it would. I think it all comes down to the intent. If you can explain, you know, how you're not being hateful <laughs> or judgmental, you know what I mean? Because like, that'll matter. Like, after somebody yeah, deems you hateful, you explaining why it's not hateful that will, was, will count, right? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Because, I, yeah, I love Dave Chappelle, and yeah. I think everything he did was awesome w- with making fun of the whole PC thing. The people in the car, where the LGBTQ were all in the car, and he kind of... Yeah, but then... He talked the, about the relationships the, between the subgroups. The trans thing was the only uncomfortable thing in the whole... Uh, in his whole thing, because okay. it did seem like he was sincerely being judgmental of trans people, and okay. that was awkward, because it's like... Like, you seriously think this is a choice? Yeah. Like, when he compared it to, like, um, you know, a non... He said something about, like, a non-Asian person pretending to be... Choosing to be Chinese. Oh, and right. It's like, it's, it's funny, but it's also just awkwardly not right. Like Well, good. Because that, that's the kind of stuff so I want to hear. Because, weird, like, but... nobody, nobody else is really taking Chappelle down for any of that. And so we're forced to take it at, fa- at face value that he really knows everybody in that car, so he's able to talk about the relationships between the subgroups. And I don't know yeah. that he is. I mean, like, who, yeah, the fu- who the fuck knows who he's hanging out with? So I think it's it's only fine because it was still funny. Like, I was still laughing even though I was kind of horrified. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think it's kind of fine, but also... And I guess it's it's maybe okay to, like... You know, there's still freedom of speech and everything, but... Um, and it feels weird to be part of this millennial culture of like being overly sensitive to everything, which is I think kind of weird because 
then you're just giving respect to, you know, you're in a weird way giving respect to people who are being offensive by caring what they think. Yeah. So also it just doesn't make sense to be offended because if people are being offensive, they then they shouldn't matter. Yeah. And you shouldn't care what they Dude, think. Yeah, so it's like that guy's, it a, that, that guy's a douchebag Don. Don't, yeah. get, don't <laughs> give him a microphone unless it's via receiver. Yeah. And then they can see you do this stuff on the 4th and the 5th. The 4th is, yeah. is it gay, gay AF is on the 4th? What's on the 4th and what's on the 5th? I know you have your show, which is Say Everything, on the 5th? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, Gay as Fuck is Broadway Comedy Club, March 4th at 8 p.m. Okay. And then my monthly show, Say Everything, at Creek in the Cave, every first Thursday of the month. Um, so the next one is March 5th at 8 p.m. And the mo- open mic is every Friday? And or the Pit Attic open mic is every Saturday oh, okay. at 4 p.m. Okay. Five dollars for five minutes. Sweet, um, up in the creepy yeah. and up in the creepy ass attic. Yeah, good. And then where can cool. they find you online? Are you Rhett Seaver across all social platforms? Ye- yeah, Rhett Se- like um, Seaver like Fever. Okay. Rhett. R H E R H E double T. He dude, he looks just like yeah. Rhett Butler, man. He's, <laughs> he's so fucking suave. He's not an awkward gay comedian at all. He's, he's super <laughs> suave. Thank you so much, Rhett Seaver. Yeah, cool. Thank you.